This episode is brought to you by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Bomba's vision is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas has designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. The Webb family over here has used them, and we love them. They're comfy, fun-looking, and come in family packs, which is awesome. I've never seen that before. I use my Bombas socks when I go on runs, and they're extremely comfortable. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. And the Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and perfect waist so they hang just right. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash purple rocket and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash purple rocket for 20% off. Bombas.com slash purple rocket. Parents, school's out, summer's here, and the kids are back at home with a lot of free time. Go wild with wonder this summer without school. Enroll in a fun, flexible learning experience with over 140,000 online classes and camps for every kid with any interest. Look, as a fellow parent, I get the pressure of finding something engaging and useful for our kids to do over the summer break. OutSchool can help keep them engaged and their minds stimulating their imaginations firing. They offer every kind of class you can imagine, from entrepreneurship to freestyle dancing to art, even magic lessons. There's something for kids of all ages, grades, and interests. We homeschool in the web house, and we plan to get Aurora and Cohen signed up with some out-school activities to keep them engaged in a fun way and help them explore their talents and maybe discover some new ones. Out-school will have your kids loving to learn and having fun doing it. Head over to outschool.com slash purple rocket and use code purple rocket to learn all about out-school summer programs and save $15 on your child's first class. That's O-U-T-S-C-H-O-O-L dot com slash purple rocket to save $15 on your child's first class. Outschool.com slash purple rocket code purple rocket. And don't forget, parents, supporting our sponsors is a great way to support this podcast. And now, back to our show. The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Grandpa's Globe. Previously on Grandpa's Globe, Grandpa and the twins traveled to Egypt and found the dragon trying to break into Pharaoh Seti's tomb. Grandpa thought they were after Pharaoh's treasure, but it turns out they were looking for something far more precious. Emerging from the sarcophagus was Grandma Boone. And now for episode 18, Eleanor.
Sawyer, Susie, Grandpa, and Grandma appeared out of thin air and plopped down onto the sofa in Grandpa's study. Before they even landed on the cushions, they were all talking over each other. Grandma, you thought you you were dead? Are you a mummy? Grandma Boone fixed her huge, round glasses and then waved her hands at them. Will you all just shut your big yappers for two seconds? The room went quiet. Grandma looked at Sawyer and Susie and then smiled. Oh, look at you, my grandbabies! Oh, come here, give your grandma some sugar. Sawyer and Susie hesitantly went in for a hug. Once they were within reach, Grandma threw her long, skinny arms around them and squeezed. Oh, I've missed you too. Sawyer and Susie were confused. They didn't know what they should be feeling. After all, they hadn't seen their grandma in years. They could barely remember what she looked like, and here she was giving them a bear hug like she'd seen them every week. She held them and started doing a little jig around the room. What's happening? Sawyer said, smushed against her arm. Eleanor, Grandpa started. Grandma sang to herself. Don't ruin it, Kip, she said. Your questions can wait. Grandma soaked in a few more seconds of her smothering bear hug dance and then pulled away and looked at them. Oh, Susie, you are stunning. And smart, too. I can see it in your eyes. And not just book smart. You've got street smarts, too, like your grandma here. Bet you've been having to drag this yahoo around on your trips. Grandma pointed back at Grandpa with her thumb. Grandpa's thick eyebrows frowned. Yahoo! And you, Sawyer, Grandma continued. Aw, you look just like your mother. The hair, the eyes, the nose. Trust me, that's a good thing. Your father, I love him, but he looks like a catfish. Hey, that's my son you're talking about, Grandpa interjected. Exactly, Grandma said dryly. Grandma tapped Sawyer's nose. You've got a spark of adventure in you, she said with a twinkle in her eye. You get it from your grandpa. Grandpa smiled proudly. Grandma turned back and smiled at him, and then said, Well, you're going to just sit there or get me a brush and a glass of water? I've been hiding in a stinking tomb, Kip. Grandpa snapped to attention and quickly went to retrieve a brush and some water. When he returned, Grandma chugged the glass and brushed the frizzy tangles out of her hair. Susie admired how long and pretty her hair was. Straight and almost hanging down to her waist, she could tell it was black once, but now it was streaked with lines of gray. Sawyer was more fascinated with her outfit. She looked like a hippie explorer, with her colorful t-shirt, handmade bracelets, and dirty cargo pants. There, now that I got that out of my system, I can give you guys some answers, Grandma said, pushing through one last knot in her hair. Susie, why don't you go first? Susie slowly shook her head. Okay, um, we thought you were dead. Grandpa jumped in. Dead? What on earth made you think that? Kip, she's asking me the questions, Grandma said. Right, right. Susie explained. Whenever we've talked about Grandma... 
either with you, Grandpa, or our parents, we've always heard things like, she's left us, or she's gone, or she's no longer with us, and you're almost always in tears. Aw, Kip, you softy. You cried for me? Grandma said. Well, of course I did. Grandpa looked at Susie. Listen to what you're saying, young lady. I said she's gone and left us. I never said she was dead, although she might as well have been. Excuse me? Grandma snapped. What? It's true. You left us, didn't you? At first, but I didn't mean to be gone forever. Kip, you were off on globe missions every week. I had to do something to pass the time. I was going crazy sitting around the house looking at all those creepy tribal masks. They're not creepy, they're ancient artifacts. You're an ancient artifact. <laughs> Grandpa huffed. Kip, Grandma said softly, I went on one trip by myself. And never came back, Grandpa finished. Grandma paused and then looked at him confused. Hold on a sec. Do you honestly think I've been on a permanent vacation this whole time? Grandpa's eyes bounced around. Uh, yes? You got sick of me being married to the globe, so you disappeared in an exit of cruel irony. Grandma's eyes widened in her huge glasses. Kip, Boone, I was captured by the dragon! Sawyer and Susie's mouths gaped. There was a very long silence in the room. Grandpa squinted at her. You... I was captured by the dragon and held prisoner, yes! Holy macaroni, are you serious right now? This whole time I thought you'd figured it out and had just given up looking for me. But I... Uh, how... Grandpa stuttered. Grandma shook her head. Unbelievable. She looked around the room. Is the house clean? Ah, uh, well, I try to pick up at least every Saturday. No, I mean... Grandma lowered her voice. Is the house bugged? You mean, is someone from the dragon listening in on our conversation with a hidden device? Sawyer asked loudly. Shh! Grandpa and Grandma hushed him. Grandpa looked around the house with a new skepticism. He shrugged. Do you still have the treehouse I built out back? Grandma asked him. You built? That's not how I remember it. I was definitely involved in the process. Grandma raised an eyebrow. Oh, that's right. You handed me the wood. Grandpa's face sank. Yes, it's still here. Okay. I'll meet you guys out there in a couple minutes, and we'll talk details. She turned and headed for the other room. What are you doing? Grandpa asked. Grandma pulled one of Grandpa's spears off the wall. I need props for my story. Sweet, Sawyer said. This is gonna be good, Susie agreed. Grandpa rubbed his forehead and sighed. Of course... Minutes later, they were climbing up the ladder into the treehouse. Sawyer and Susie loved the Boone treehouse, 
with its steep gable roof and tall windows that overlooked the smoky mountains. There was a zip line down to the house from one of its windows and a deck with a ship's wheel. The inside was full of cozy furnishings. Now that Susie thought about it, it made sense that her grandma had built it. She seemed to be more of the creative type. Susie, Sawyer, and Grandpa took a seat on the beanbags while Grandma got her props ready like an actress prepping for a big stage performance. She started by holding up a long kitchen spoon. It all started while Kip was off on a mission to who knows where, she said, pointing to the world map on the wall with her spoon. It was Cambodia, Grandpa said. Shh! Grandma hushed him and continued. I was getting bored, really bored. One can only paint so many masterpieces. She waved the spoon through the air like she was painting something. Grandpa rolled his eyes. So, Grandma went on, I snuck into the study and spun the globe. Grandma squatted down and spun a basketball. I stared at it and stared at it, debating whether I should do it. I remembered your warnings. I knew it was dangerous to go alone. But maybe it would take me somewhere nice, I thought. Maybe it dropped me off somewhere warm and tropical like a beautiful beach. It almost never happens like that, Sawyer remarked. So I learned, Grandma said. But I decided to go for it. She stopped the spinning basketball with her finger. Wow, that was actually a pretty accurate sound effect, Sawyer noted. Sawyer, I can't hear her, Susie said, soaking up every second of the story. Her head nodded with Grandma's every word like she was reliving the experience herself. Grandma's body wiggled like a noodle. I sucked down, down, down into darkness until pop! I landed on a street in front of the Eiffel Tower in Paris, France. Uh, now see, pop is not a very accurate sound effect, Sawyer critiqued. When we landed, it was more of a... Sawyer, Grandpa said. Just saying. It was magnificent, Grandma beamed. It was more than I'd hoped for. I'd always wanted to go to Paris, and here it was, right before me, at the touch of a finger. Grandma held out her arms dramatically and looked like she was beholding an angel. Susie mimicked her gestures. But just as I was getting ready to go take in the sights, I turned and saw a man dressed in black. Grandma grabbed one of Grandpa's tribal masks and put it over her face. He was stunned. It looked like he was in the middle of drawing a diagram of the Eiffel Tower and taking notes, but had obviously frozen when he'd seen me pop into existence right in front of him. Better use of pop, Sawyer whispered. He turned and ran. I didn't know what to do. Was I in trouble? Had I revealed some big secret? I was worried and anxious. Susie's face looked as helpless as if she was there. But I was in Paris! Grandma threw the mask to the side. Grandpa cringed as the priceless artifact knocked over a lamp and banged against the wall. Susie's face reflected Grandma's excitement. I wasn't going to let some spooked stranger ruin my dream trip. I went everywhere. I saw the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre, the Notre Dame Cathedral, the Opera. I used the credit card to eat at the finest French restaurants. I noticed, 
Grandpa grumbled. But then, while I was strolling through the Luxembourg Gardens and snacking on this handful of dreamy macaroons, oh heaven help me they were so good, a black van pulled up. She used a dinner dish like a steering wheel and Susie gasped. They threw me in the van and sped off. Inside was the same man dressed in black I'd seen earlier. He had a few others with him. All had a logo of a dragon on their shoulder. You'd think they'd try to be a little less obvious, Sawyer commented, but Susie quickly hushed him. Oh, I didn't go down without a fight, Grandma growled. I grabbed that bad man's head and shoved it into the seat. Grandma picked up a small watermelon and slammed it against the wall. Red and green chunks flew everywhere. Grandpa and the twins jerked back in surprise. Even Grandma looked startled by the explosion. So graphic, Sawyer whispered. Well, it didn't exactly happen like that, Grandma admitted. He just bounced back and we started fighting. To everyone's horror, she grabbed the huge spear next to her and started jabbing it through the air. I whacked them, kicked them, spat in one of their eyes. Grandpa and the twins dodged dangerously close jabs as Grandma aggressively fought the air. But they held me down. There was only so much I could do against three grown men. They tied up my hands and blindfolded me. Can you imagine? I had no idea who these creeps were. They wouldn't answer my questions. They wouldn't tell me why they took me. They were as quiet as pigeons during the entire drive. Uh, are pigeons really quiet? Sawyer quietly wondered out loud. Compared to your grandma, yes, Grandpa whispered. Grandma continued. Finally, we came to a stop and they took me into some place. Couldn't tell where it was or what it was, because I couldn't see. And when they took off the blindfold, Grandma did a peekaboo gesture. I saw what looked like an old chocolate factory. No way! Sawyer said. They took you to Switzerland? Susie asked. I don't know where I was, Grandma said, but there were two large, blonde people sitting in chairs waiting for me. The Nogars, Grandpa muttered. Grandma nodded. Lucy and Luca Nogard, twins. Susie's eyebrows shot up. They're twins? Sawyer was just as shocked. We knew they were brother and sister, but... They're twins, Grandma assured them. Sawyer and Susie exchanged a look, realizing the weird connection. They told me that they knew I got here using the magical globe, Grandma said. It was safe to assume their henchman by the Eiffel Tower told them how I'd poofed into Paris. That dirty rat... Lucy and Luca introduced themselves and told me that I had something they wanted. A book. The guidebook, Susie gasped. That's right, Grandma said. They wanted me to help them get it. I told them I didn't have it. They said they knew a globetrotter had it and that it had to be me. Honestly, I really didn't know where it was. I just knew it was off with you somewhere. She looked at Grandpa. But I wasn't about to tell them about you. Grandpa was floored by this revelation. Ellie, you should have just told them that I had it. I would have gladly given up the guidebook to get you back. These are bad, bad people, Kip. They don't just want the guidebook. 
They want to control everything in this world. I wasn't going to let them take you too. There was no way. I knew you wouldn't talk. They would have hurt you, or worse. I would have rather been a prisoner with you than be alone all these years, thinking you'd left me. I thought you'd bust me out eventually, Grandma said, but you never came. If you couldn't get them the guidebook, what did they keep you for? Susie asked. They used me as a resource, she said. They knew that because I'd traveled by globe, which I'd done many times with your grandpa, that I would know the world well. They were right. I knew the cultures, the customs, the languages. I was the ultimate guide. So they used me to help open up new crime operations around the world. When I refused, they threatened me. It soon became obvious that you weren't coming for me, or just couldn't find me, so I accepted my fate. I tried to escape many times, but was never successful. But when I found out just how bad these no-god twins were and realized what crimes were being committed across the world, I knew I had to get out. So, during a planned trip to Egypt, where they were plotting a new scheme, I found a loose floorboard in the building where I was being held. I pulled it up and found a crawl space. When the guards weren't watching, I dropped down and snuck out of the house. I knew I couldn't just go to the airport and fly home. The no-gods practically own the airports. I needed to find a good hiding place and wait it out for a bit. Part of the dragon's plans involved stealing all the treasure from Seti's tomb. I had the connection to a janitor who could let us in. But since they no longer had me, they no longer had that connection. I figured that was the only place they couldn't reach me. So I got the key from my friend and hid in the tomb. Imagine my surprise when I come coughing out of that thing and see you two staring at me. Sawyer and Susie were amazed. What now? Susie asked. Now the dragon is in a real bad place, Grandma said. Ever since Lucy Nogod was thrown in jail. Thanks to us, Sawyer added. Thanks to you. Ever since she was thrown in jail, Luca has been throwing quite the tantrum. He's been ramping up operations all over the place, hoping he can catch you two off guard by turning everything on at once. But first, he plans on busting his sister out of jail. You two know better than anybody what it's like being separated from your twin. We'll alert the authorities, Grandpa suggested. Ha! The authorities. Most of them are on their payroll. The only way to stop them for good is to do it ourselves. We're going to stop them for good? Susie clarified. For good, Grandma said. And I know just the thing we need to get the job done. Grandma walked past them and jumped out the window. Sawyer and Susie heard the zinging sound of the zip line. Grandpa and the twins quietly stared straight ahead. Did you two just see your grandma jump out the window? Grandpa finally asked. What are you waiting for, you slowpokes? Came Grandma's voice outside. Sawyer and Susie climbed out the window and zipped down to the house where Grandma was waiting, while Grandpa carefully descended the ladder. Grandma led them inside. Ellie, Grandpa said. Eleanor, I don't like where this is going. We have to leave now, Kip. We have no time to lose, Grandma said, leading them to the study. 
We can't go now. We still have things to talk about. Ellie, we need to talk about this. Grandma stopped next to the globe and gave it a spin. She fixed her glasses and looked back at Grandpa. These people have stolen years from our marriage and years from time with my grandkids. We're taking them down, Kip. It's gotta stop. And we're the only ones who can do it. You know it's true. I need you with me. She held out her hand. Grandpa looked at it and sighed. Oh, you have something that's going to help us? The only thing that can help us, she said. But I don't have it yet. That's where we're going. We need to get it before it's too late. Grandpa put his hand in hers, and Grandma nodded for the twins to join in. Where are we going? Sawyer asked. Grandma looked at them and smiled. Japan. Holding on to them, Grandma reached out and touched the globe. Hey, Rocketeers! I know that episode didn't teach you anything about a country, but it taught you a little something about Grandma Boone. As I started writing it, I realized I need to just dedicate an episode to this, and I'm glad I did because I love Grandma Boone, and I'm excited for this climax, you guys. We're almost to the end of this season of Grandpa's Globe, so be sure to stay tuned because there's more to come, and it's exciting. I can't wait for you to hear it. Just a reminder, guys, I'd love to see some drawings of your favorite characters from these stories, your favorite scenes. You can post them to the Purple Rocket Podcast Facebook page or email them to me at purplerocketpodcast at gmail.com and I will share them out. I would love to see some of your artwork. I've gotten a few here and there and they're awesome, so please keep them coming. I want to see your talents. And if you have a second and haven't done so, please leave us a review either on Facebook or on iTunes and tell a friend about these stories. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for supporting the show and for coming back week after week. I'm thrilled you're enjoying the stories and there are lots more that I plan on doing so long as people are listening. So keep it up and don't forget to tune in next Monday for an all new episode. This is your host, Greg Webb.